Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, the all-lady fantasy football one-stop shop. You can check us out on the web at HerFantasyFootball.com or follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Here at Her Fantasy Football headquarters, the three of us decided to split up the NFL teams. We drew the teams out of a hat, and throughout the season, each of us are in charge of blogging about those teams, following their depth charts, track their news, etc. Training camp is here. Today, actually, is the first day of training camp, which is awesome. After spending the last few months getting familiar with the assigned teams, we have, we have a nice things-to-watch list for each team. Each team has questions they have remained unanswered. Last week, we did our first half of teams. So this week, we'll finish up with our teams and get you ready for some football. Ashley, how about those Colts? <laughs> oh, Andrew Luck. Um, I want to talk about him this week to start off with because, you know, I'm really interested to see if he's going, if, you know, he gets his interceptions a bit under control this year, if he could be a top quarterback this season. I mean, he had obviously immense amount of yards. He had 4,000, you know, 300 and change yards. He had 23 touchdowns, but he also had 18 interceptions. So, I mean, he ranked ninth in the league, but... And again, you know, you would kind of expect some interceptions from a rookie, but I'm intrigued to see, you know, if he can get those interceptions under control, if, if you guys think, you know, he could possibly be like a top five quarterback this year in a, in a fantasy pick. Yeah, you know, only Drew Brees and Tony Romo had more interceptions. They had 19 apiece, which is, uh, you know, sad considering they're the veterans. So you kind of think, hmm, wouldn't they have less? But. At least he had two people to beat him out. However, he... We expect that from Tony Romo, though. Let's be serious. <laughs> right, right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the only thing I'm surprised about is that Rivers isn't up here, really, and Cutler. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they, the were, pro- they were thanking their stars that Andrew Luck came into the league this year to take the heat <laughs> off them. <laughs> Seriously. Knowing both of them, they're pouting as we speak about it. Uh, But the problem is he did tie with Mark Sanchez for interceptions, and no one wants to tie with Mark Sanchez for a stat. (laughs) It's so telling slash sad slash However, he only had five fumbles lost. Supposedly he had ten fumbles, but only five went to the other team. So lucky guy. And I'm hoping that luck actually (laughs) Quick hands, pick that back up. Pick it up. Pick it up, pick up. Ten second rule. Ten second rule. (laughs) I totally put that chip back in my mouth. Uh, But, yeah, so I think he's fantastic. I think he's great. I feel good about him. And also, I think T.Y. Hilton I'm feeling good about. I feel like maybe they're both going to have this nice little sophomore love affair, a little, little bromance happening. And he already has a love with Reggie Wayne, but Reggie Wayne's more of like a father figure, right? Yeah, right. T.Y. could be like the bro. Right, romance. I think I think this year for the Colts, it's that does age matter kind of thing. You know, other than Reggie Wayne, who's been in the NFL for like 13 years, everybody else is really young. I mean, I was looking it up. The average experience for the wide receivers is 1.6 years in the NFL. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's with Reggie Wayne in there skewing that yep, statistic. Yep. Wow. No, actually, with Reggie Wayne, it's like 2.3, I think. Oh, you pulled that so, outlier out. Yeah, pulled the old guy yeah, stats yeah, out yeah, real quick I, I on pulled, that. I pulled the 13-year <laughs> stat out because 
Because <laughs> it's like everybody's in their mid-sophomore year starting the season off, which I just, I just love. And, and the average age is 24, you know, 24 and a half. Perfect. So, I mean, these, these guys are just babies. That's the average age um, of guys I date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 30. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, you know, I'm just really interested to see if this young team can just surprise us. You know, I mean, the Colts have the playbook. You know, it's just whether these guys are smart enough to execute it. You know, I mean, with Reggie Wayne, with experience, it's great. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you, Courtney. I think that, you know, and he's on par with, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So who knows what he'll do the next couple of years. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I mean, another new quarterback to the scene, E.J. Manuel, um, which I think, by the way, I think it's really funny that we have him ranked instead of Kevin Cobb um, for 30th, which is oh so high for a quarterback. (laughs) Uh, But my question is, is either one of them, depending on who gets the starting position, backup worthy? I mean, would you draft him as your backup to a Drew Brees? You know, I mean... I'm telling you, I think Cobb is going to start. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to play five games. I do. I think he's played five games, and I think they're going to stick Manuel in. I think it's going to be, I don't know, maybe not. The Bills, they always surprise me (laughs) with lack of excitement. So maybe they will just go with E.J. Manuel at the very (laughs) beginning and say, screw Cobb. You had fun, but that's it. I thought I loved this question, Courtney, because it was posed as, are they backup worthy? And, and my thought was, not only are they not starter worthy, they're not even backup worthy on a team <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, oh, they can't even back up my backup. But I think so it was bad. Ugh, really bad, really bad. But I, I'm kind of with you, Courtney. I think Kevin's going to initially get the start just because he's got a little bit more experience. It's... Ugh. You know, but I, he's not going to last all season. But I would, what I would say to fantasy owners is, you know, I'm always a little bit leery of rookies. And I think that people are really going to be lured into this, you know, false sense of safety because of Andrew Luck last year, Russell Wilson, RG3. I want to tell you people, this is not the norm. That is not normal <laughs> rookie performances. And so, you know, I would just say be a little bit leery, particularly on a Bills team where you don't have a really strong core around you. Be leery. Be leery of either one of these guys. And I'm just going to jump in and say, A, I have no interest in either of these people. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I know. It's so true. I just want to be really clear about that. <sighs> However, I did want to think that this was a good point to, to point out to everybody. So each of us also do different rankings. So I'm in charge of the QB running back rankings. Ash is in charge of wide receivers and defenses. And then Courtney does the tight ends and the kickers. Um So what we do then is that we put them up and then we kind of make comments about who we think is actually going to start. The reason why I think E.J. Manuel is going to start is because I believe that they're just kind of already in lost cause mode. So might as well test them out. Um, And Cobb just keeps being disappointing. It's unbelievable that he could be more disappointing than a disappointment. And it's unfortunate because I was such a fan when he was with the Eagles. And I thought, yeah, he's really going to take the next team and he's going to... So, you know what? Listen, the only reason I'm going to be looking up the bills is if I'm looking up CJ Spiller or if I made an accident in my search engine. <laughs> and that's hey, it. Just for the record, Cobb had less 
interceptions <laughs> than Luck did. True. So how about that? Brandon, what about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? All right. So I posed the question as, is Doug Martin the next AP? And by that, I mean an amazing running back. I'm just going to put that out as my definition of AP. So I love Doug, Doug Martin. I love everything about him. Last year, he had 1,454 yards. That's right, 1,454 yards rushing. Just rushing, fifth among all RBs. Then he also had 472 yards receiving, fifth among all running backs. Again, he is the only running back to be in the top five for both. And only C.J. Spiller is even in the top ten for both. He's eighth in rushing and sixth in receiving. And so that's just crazy town. You're not able to be good at both like that. It's just nuts. Also, in his rookie season, one fumble the whole season. So crazy. I actually put in here, am I blowing your mind yet? I, I don't think I can. I just can't. To me, Doug Martin and Alfred Morris are like, first of all, I think they were ripped off for being nominated for Rookie of the Year. I know these QBs are flashy, but they actually had stellar seasons. And in teams that weren't necessarily known for running. I want to put that out right. there, too. Yeah. You know, right. And I feel like Tampa Bay needs to be the ground-and-pound team because they're in this finesse you know, division with like Carolina Panthers and, and Atlanta and New Orleans. And so instead, they're going to be the ones that are just going to be running, running, running. And now that they got Peyton Hillis, which by the way, newsflash, they just signed him yesterday for a one-year deal. Yes, Peyton Hillis is still in the league after the Madden <laughs> curse. You're welcome. Um, uh, and no so one cares still. I think that actually helps because I think they have a change of pace back that can give him actually a legitimate breather, and I feel awesome about him. So, yes, you can have other opinions, but you're wrong. Go ahead. Well, hey, I drafted Martin last year. Um, yeah, you did. I had the best draft last year, just so everybody knows. I plan on doing the same <laughs> this year. Yeah, um, yeah. And I played him except the one game that the man scored four touchdowns and ran for 251 yards. 52 fantasy yes. points in one game. 52 <laughs> fantasy points. And she cried herself to sleep that night, kids. I, I did. I, well, I was very upset. <laughs> yeah, I, took it out, I took it out on my husband. It's fine. But I, I will say that <laughs> I love this stat. It was the highest amount of fantasy points starting with, for a person who started the name with, with a D. And I just thought that was such a funny fact. With a I was D? like, oh, who who came who's up in with charge that? of those stats? Yeah. Who's but a badass player with a late E? Third overall best fantasy points ever. And I didn't play the man. So I'm saying pick that guy up and pl- play your man. Every game, do not bench Doug Martin. <laughs> I mean, just this so you know. Yeah, this kid's a badass period. I mean, there's there's nothing bad you can say about this guy at, at all. I mean I mean, I laugh because I was like, you know, if people don't know, AP is Adrian Peterson with the Minnesota Vikings for, for oh, yeah. newbies here. Sorry. If you don't know Sorry. AP, that's, that's what everyone calls him. He's, he is also a badass and just a beast. Um, as long as he's still playing, I mean, he's AP and there's no, I mean, the guy freaking healed from an, a knee injury, ACL. like in record pace. I mean, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. nobody literally heals from an ACL injury like that. Like, it's just, he's a freak of nature. Well, let's hope Doug Martin but doesn't I, get injured. I think he mm. could be. And, and I'm Knock a little bitter wood. because I played against Doug Martin that, that beastly game, so he is dead in my book. Although, <laughs> I mean, in, in this season I want him, so we're going to be duking it out for Doug Martin this year, Courtney. But it's just yeah, sad because... Yeah. You know, a player I bet we're not going to be putting up our <laughs> fists for? Oh, do sure. 
Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers time. Philip. You know, I, I'm shocked I still have a hatred for Philip Rivers because it all came from that Broncos game where he and Jake Cutler, remember this game, were like throwing yes. comments at each other across the field. And I don't even like Jake Cutler. I didn't like Jake Cutler when he played for us. I don't really know why I still harbor these poor feelings for Philip Rivers. But anyway, I will be intrigued to see how Philip Rivers is going to do without North Turner as his coach. I mean, they were tandem for quite some time. When you think of Philip Rivers, you generally tend to think of Nerve, Tor- Nerve, my gosh, Norv Turner as well. You know, and Rivers had 70 <laughs> career wins. That's a New- Freudian slip, isn't it? Nor- Getting under Nerve yes. Turner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but with Norv, he had 70 wins, nearly 28,000 passing yards. I mean, that's a beastly chart. Four trips to the playoffs. I mean, they had a pretty good little partnership going. Granny also tossed 35 interceptions over 2011 and 12. <laughs> it's a little bit rough. You know, so, I mean, the, the later years there with Norb was a little bit rough there, but, I mean, he definitely had a pretty solid run with him, and everybody knows that nobody really wants to play the San Diego Chargers at the end of the season. They just don't seem to lose. But, you know, I mean, I mean, how do you guys think, you know, our dear, lovely Philip is going to fare without Norb? Well, I put him outside of our top 20 QBs. I think that's generous. Shocking. Well, Shocking. But he's, there are a lot of good QBs out there. And there are definitely 20 I would take over him easily. And that makes him undraftable, in my opinion. Most people are in 10 people leagues, and that makes him undraftable. There are 20 more people better than him. And I don't see any upside or, like, potential that hasn't been tapped. I think it's been tapped. It is what it is. And at this point, he's also learning a new offense. I, I, I don't care for his receivers. And, frankly, it's so low that I would even take Tannehill over Rivers. I'm Whoa. saying it. Whoa. With the addition of Mike Wallace, <laughs> I would go there before I'd go to Rivers. Wow. So take that as you want. Tannehill? I've had, Riv- I've had Rivers I don't know how many times in fantasy. A um, lot. You take him a lot for hating him, Courtney. Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. I have a love-hate relationship with him, and maybe that's why I've never won a championship. Uh, <laughs> which I also had Eli Manning last year, too, which is another sore spot for me. But um, <laughs> I just – I. Uh, I still think you pick him up for your for your second QP. I do, I do. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know if it's that he's got you know twenty kids and he's just so angry all the time that really just gets me going. You but like I angry like men? Him. I get it. I know it's sick. It's sick. Um, but I I like him. If you're in a ten man league or. I mean, definitely a 12-man league. You are picking up Phillip Rivers for your second QB. I would I think. sure as shit take him over Tannehill. You've lost your mind, Brandon. Absolutely not. I'm lost it. Now. Lost it. In the top 20 next year. Let's, ch- let's check back okay, in so, December. So, let's, <laughs> so we already talked about AP for Minnesota, but something I think we need to keep an eye out for on the training camp is the wide receivers. They're really injured. <laughs> it was so funny. I was, ta- I, was, I was giving Brandon some notes, and she's just like, who? Who are these people? <laughs> because, because it's true. It's, it's, my it's really true. Yeah. Uh, in, in reference to Greg Childs, which he was drafted and then immediately got injured and didn't play. So, I mean, it's just, you know. But with, with the receivers, I mean, what is going to happen with the offense if AP goes out or, you know, can't run, plays against a good defense that 
can't run because other than Greg Jennings, which is who's also coming off of an injury, you know, you have Jerome Simpson again, who's that? You know, uh None of these, you know, we have Patterson who's new to the team. Maybe, maybe he'll be the great second wide receiver we they need. Exactly, it's rough. It's rough. I, you know, first of all, let's talk about Greg Jennings here because I love Greg Jennings and I've always loved Greg Jennings. And I can only imagine what Packer fans are feeling like that he jumped ship to go over to the Vikings. I mean, to oh, a and rival he's on a team. Tour of loving Ooh. the Vikings. He just won't yeah, stop. Yeah, loves about them. Oh, I love Vikings. Minnesota. Love yeah. He's just rolling in the Vikings. Yeah. The Packer fans are hating him. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I still love Greg Jennings and I was never necessarily a Packers fan. I like the Packers, but they're not my team, so you know whatever. But you like Aaron I think he'll, Rodgers. You don't like well, the Packers. Well, who doesn't? Please. You can discount, double check me any day. But Ooh. oh, Ooh. little new conversation. <laughs> um, but I think Greg Jennings—he's proven that he can come back from injury, so I'm not too worried about him. Again, with Jerome Simpson and Greg Childs, I mean, fairly unknowns, but pretty fairly you know big injury with Greg Childs, with you know a tear of his tendon in the knee. I mean, that's kind of big. The pinch nerve, I'm not as nervous about with Simpson. And you do have Patterson. I have a pinch nerve. It hurts. I mean, it people. hurts, I but it's not tearing your tendon, football. you know. But I think they'll be okay. I mean, the good news is, uh, you know, AP could, like, tear his Achilles tendon and just be out two weeks. So, it's totally fine. Found the fountain of youth and heals. No problem. <laughs> no problem. It's no like problem. a band I think wasting two minutes on the Minnesota wide receivers was enough time gone. I don't know about you guys. I think I think we should move on to yet another really important team, the Carolina Panthers. Oof. I'm going to add one note to the Minnesota. I must say one thing. This is my fantasy shout-out, and it's t- to Kyle Rudolph, which, by the way, he was there the MVP of the Pro Bowl, and he is the number one uh, person for touchdowns last year from Ponder. So if you don't get the, one of the tight end studs, I know he's not officially a wide receiver, but he's the only <laughs> receiver. So take Officially, note. he's not a wide receiver. Officially, <laughs> he's not. But he's the only receiving person on the Fair. team at Fair the, the current time. However, speaking of receivers slash Carolina Panthers slash Cam Newton, because why not? Uh... Cam Newton has a problem, and it's called he is the lead rusher of the Carolina Panthers. And yet, that train of thought was worse than my three-year-old daughter trying to get to have to spell her name. Just so you know, just so you know. Sometimes okay. my husband actually goes, "Okay, hold on, pause. what? How did we get here?" Like he'll actually ask me to map it out, and then he's just sad that this is how I did it. But um, so Cam Newton, he was the number one rusher on his team last year, and he is actually the quarterback. It's terrifying. Infuriating. It's infuriating. Ugh. However, and I think this is a really important point to make to all of you new fantasy football people out there. Because, ladies, this is what you understand. Fantasy football is not regular NFL football. In regular NFL football, Cam Newton being the leading rusher means the Carolina Panthers lose. Okay? They lose. In fantasy football, that means if you start Cam Newton, you will more than likely win. Why? Because for every passing, you have to have 25 passing yards to get one point in a standard league. But you only need 10 rushing yards to get one point in a standard league. On top of that, it is only four points 
for a touchdown, if it's a passing touchdown in a standard league, it is six points for a rushing touchdown in a standard league. So what I'm saying is him being a rusher is upping his points big time. So they're saying that he's not going to do as much rushing, but I've seen Cam Newton in press conferences, and I don't know if he's going to let go so easy. He doesn't doesn't take suggestions well, Brandon. Right. He he does not. Doesn't he he consider himself Superman of the NFL? I mean, I don't... I don't really think that he's going to be uh, sitting back looking, looking at the rushers and, and waiting in the pocket for the wide receivers to get open. That's my thing. I think he's so impatient and he just goes. You know, I don't know if it's his – I'm not trying to rip on Cam Newton. I'm no, sure he's, he's a wonderful guy. But I'm just, talented. I, don't if, I do have to put that out there. Studly is talented. He, is he intelligent, though, to, like, run plays? I mean, I feel like sometimes quarterbacks run because – they've lost focus on what was actually supposed to be going on on the field. And so they're like, uh-oh, that guy's not open. Uh-oh, what do I do now? Let's run. I totally agree with you, Corny. I mean, real steel motherfucker Cam Newton, you know, he just, oh. I think what you're saying, Corny, is that he's got his first receiver that he looks for, and he isn't looking into second and third options. I and mean, he's just kind of panicking and running. And it's worked for him because he's a great runner. You know, and, and as Brandon says, that's the difference between fantasy and real, you know, actual real football here is that you're losing, you know, Maybe because he looks of at it. Maybe like he likes, looks at his women. You know, yeah. if, if his woman's not there, he's the best second option yeah, it's like, to yeah, take I care of himself, yeah. you but know? I think what you need to think about <laughs> fantasy-wise as well is if you have the option to grab Cam Newton, absolutely grab him. Because as Brandon gave that point break out there, I mean, he scores massive points. Cam Newton will not let you down. He's going to let you down if you are a Panthers fan. Correct. As far as your team winning, you are yes. irate. But if you are a fantasy fan, you are like, hallelujah, to, to Cam Newton every <laughs> fucking week because he scores you insane points. But where you and I'd say draft him because he won't make you so frustrated no. when you're playing against him. Draft him. Absolutely draft him. But yeah. what I will say to everybody else that you need to be thinking about is if you have one of his wide receiver, a Panthers wide receiver or a running back on the Panthers, it, it's extremely frustrating because especially on the goal line where that is generally your power back or even a fullback if you wanted to start a secondary fullback because maybe one of your you know primary running backs goes out he that guy's not going to get the ball on the goal line because cam generally takes it into the end zone himself so be cognizant of that when you are drafting any sort of panthers receiver or a running back that cam is more than likely going to be taking the balls in and i will say just for all you fantasy ladies out there his number one receiver and the only receiver to draft wholeheartedly is Steve Smith. I don't care that he's 102. He is the guy. He is the only guy this guy looks for. And I don't care if he's father time. This is the only man that Cam Newton throws to. And no one understands it. It just is. It just is. But be careful drafting Steve Smith. Yeah. I had him last year, and I was very Bitter. angry. Bitter. Very angry. Don't do it. Just like Ashley said, Cam Newton runs that damn ball into the end zone every time and Steve Smith is sitting there open in the back of the end zone so you know cautious cautious when it comes to the Panthers he should be your wide receiver two or three don't get me wrong let's let's talk about the team that you should draft everybody that you can Um, the Atlanta Falcons (laughs) (laughs) I love the Falcons I don't know what my deal is I love them I love me some Matty Ice Tony Gonzalez is back, which I am jazzed for. You want to talk about somebody that's 101. My God. Like, 
and he's never good. And still looks beautiful. God, right? Mm. Maybe one of the most beautiful men in the NFL. Like, like seriously. On the planet. He and Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And I don't have, like, a dad complex, but mm, mm. what up, Tony? I might Yeah, know. right. He's, like, your age, what actually. Up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is mean. Cool. I just, I just exited my twenties, bitch. Spoken like a youngest child. Right? My God. Back in. Oh, You're in your late twenties now. You'll see how it feels in a few years. Anyway. <laughs> back to the beautiful Tony Gonzalez. Um, he's back. I'm super jazzed for it. You know, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't going to turn into some sort of. Brett Favre situation where every year we're cursing him because he said he was going to retire and then didn't yet again for like a decade. I think this really will be Tony Gonzalez's last year because I really do think that he thinks with the addition of Steven Jackson that they've got a legit shot to win the Super Bowl. You know, and so I guess my question to you guys is with these additions with Tony back, Matty Ice and all, you know, the gloriousness that is the Falcons, do you think they are the team to beat in the NFC? I mean, you got the Redskins, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Packers. You got a lot of really good teams. Are they the team to beat? I think so. I think, I think uh, they're great. And actually, Tony Gonzalez was quoted as saying that the Atlanta offense was now, quote-unquote, perfect with the addition of Steven Jackson. He doesn't even shy away from it. He is all in with the Steven Jackson addition. And I'm excited for Steven Jackson to be um, one of many great players on a team rather than the only great player on a team. I think he's ready for that, too. So, I I mean, yeah, as you said, the Falcons are a fantasy football treasure trove. If you are looking down... anyone. Anyone, anyone, literally, you just look down <laughs> your cheat sheet. If you see a falcon, you draft them next. You're like, oh, that sounds fabulous. Literally, they're all draftable and fantastic drafts. Even their kicker. That's take him. Matt Bryant, take him. Take him. The only thing is, their defense. Not was... in the fifth round, people. Not in the fifth <laughs> yeah, round. Don't let Ashley t- convince you to do that. Um, <laughs> however, their defense ranked 16th last year in overall points. And I think that's their problem. Well, it's, it leads to the question, you know, does defense win championships? Um, maybe, maybe they don't need the defense to be that great when you have so much on the offense like that. I think, it's, I think it all has to do with chemistry, though. I mean, that's a lot of personalities on one team on the offense, you know. I mean, L.A. Lakers, anyone? I mean, <laughs> when you put so many stars on one team, sometimes it falls apart. And you just, I really hope for the Falcons, because I, I'm with Ashley, I love them. And Brandon, I mean, you take them. I just really hope it, it works out well enough for NFL wins, not just our fantasy. Well, who cares? We're just talking about fantasy. You know what? As long as they get us the points, I but don't care not, if they win or lose. They're amazing, but they're not like enormous personalities, though. You know, I mean... Yeah. Steven Jackson's a pretty humble guy. That's why everybody likes him, you know. And, you know, Tony Gonzalez is a badass, whatever. But Roddy White, you never hear him into a whole lot of stuff. You know, Julio Jones. I mean, you know, Matty Ice, just delightful. I mean, I think it's going to work. I think their chemistry is going to be great. I mean, they're not killing people. They're not getting into bar fights. But, I mean, who knows what it's like in the locker room. Yes. 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 Courtney. Oh man, Bill Belichick was on on doing his spiel today, and he's just such a he's such a character. 
Anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. I have two <laughs> personal things to throw in about the Atlanta Falcons before we move on. Number one is that I met a woman who actually had a friend who used to be dating Matt Ryan in college. I couldn't get much else, but I thought that was exciting. Number two, one of our first and foremost fans, Richie, you know where you're at, huge Atlanta Falcons fan. So I just wanted to give you a shout out because you were the first person to subscribe to our website. So anyway, yeah. you're love, awesome, Richie. buddy. You're awesome. As is your team. You Seriously. know who else I hope registers to our website? Matt Flynn. <laughs> 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 Calling Matt Flynn. Hello. I couldn't care what Matt Flynn ate for breakfast. I mean, subscribes <laughs> to our website. Papa, Just in you case you me? don't know who Matt Flynn is, um, which I'm sure most people don't. Uh, he he's part of the Oakland Raiders roster, which you probably don't know very many names on that roster sheet. Um, so it was kind of hard for me to find something for us to keep an eye out for for training camp because they just they need help in so many areas. So let's start with the quarterback Matt Flynn, and um, who might not even end up being the quarterback. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of questions out there. You know, why didn't he come out and be the starter starter in the NFL earlier? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the backup to Aaron Rodgers, correct, for four correct. years? He was the backup for Discount Double Chick. But he also yeah, had so, the greatest statistical game of all time yeah. when he did play that one time. And I think that's what the Raiders are <laughs> hoping <one> for. Game. <laughs> I think the Raiders oh, no. are hoping that he's he's like that every for sixteen you know seventeen game or sixteen games excuse me, um, or more. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think so. I don't no, think so. But, no. um, but they they have two other guys. They've got Pryor and they have Wilson behind him. You know, competing for the starting position. Pryor, who is like a Cam Newton, loves to run. Um, has a good arm, but I don't know if it's a great arm. And and Wilson, he had a bad season his last year um, in college, but I people are saying it's because his, his team was just kind of bad. It wasn't just him. It was just he had no support all around him. So, you know, there's, it's so funny. There's really no stats to pull from any of these quarterbacks <laughs> that were worth talking about. Oh, that about. one amazing game Flynn had. The Let's one. just say great uniforms, though. Oakland's got great uniforms. Great. The best. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I think Matt Flynn will get the star. I think, I think this is an interesting case where it's too early to even remotely guess what's going to happen. I think this is a case where you will watch a lot of preseason games, and they're going to go back and forth between all three of these guys. I don't think they even know, really. I mean, I think in the end, Matt Flynn will get it, and I think he probably deserves to get it, and he's their best shot at the moment. But I think... You know, as far as drafting fantasy-wise, I wouldn't go near any one of these guys because because most of the drafts happen in the preseason. And so you're going to have no clue who's actually going to be starting at this point. And I really think that it's going to come down to the wire with these guys. And they could be honestly shuffled and rotating all season. So don't go near these guys. Um, I'm just going to say I can't believe Charles Woodson decided to go to the Raiders versus the Denver Broncos. I don't care that he started there. They're a hot mess. And I, I just... Hot mess. It blows my mind. But I just love that there are no stats. And so I kind of have no opinion. I have an unexplainable soft spot for Matt Flynn. 
literally unexplainable. Uh, maybe because I caught the end of that statistically crazy game where Aaron Rodgers just was looking at him like, really? Really? Hello? <laughs> uh, and maybe that makes me like him. I don't know. But I guess I'd give it to him, but I'd also probably cry about it if I had him. So, uh, yeah. but I'm going to move on to the Kansas City Chiefs, which usually induces tears. Um, however, everyone seems to be really jazzed about them this year. They're like, oh, yeah, they're going to really improve. It's going to be fabulous. Uh, so my question is, will they really? I mean, I'm, I'm not as sold as everyone else. I mean, supposedly the GM, uh, the new GM, John Dorsey, is really getting along with the new head coach, Andy Reid. And everyone's all jazzed about Andy Reid. Maybe I'm the only one who's kind of like, eh, Andy Reid. But, you know, whatever. The O-line is still subpar, okay? They got Alex Smith as a quarterback. But if he's on his back the whole time, like everybody else, who cares? Um, you know, I just feel like they don't really... I mean, they do have a chance of beating everyone else in the division because it's the Raiders and the Chargers. So there are some, like, genuine games that they could win. And the Broncos. But then they have the Broncos. And I don't, I don't know. Listen, to me, Jamal Charles, you obviously draft. Stud muffin. And I think Dwayne Bowe is going to be the guy for Alex Smith, so I would also draft him. Other than that, real late picks. I'm, I'm not seeing this becoming a fantasy, uh, you know, hot spot for anybody. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I love, I love Dwayne Bowe. I mean, uh, he is just... Always, I mean, he <laughs> was the only person who ever got fantasy points last year, and it was really hard for him to do that because he's the only good player on the team. Sad. So, um, but I, I, I can't talk poorly of the Kansas City Chiefs because it's my husband's favorite team, and when I'm kicking his ass in fantasy football, I'm just hoping that the Kansas City Chiefs win, so at least he can be happy about something. <laughs> Playing both sides. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> I Shameful. do. All my, my kids have Kansas City Chiefs jerseys. It's really funny. I have to alternate them with the Broncos. And, you know, <laughs> the, you know, it's a good thing the girls like red. Well, and that's really sad that you and I both have husbands who are like terrible teams because our husband's a Kansas City Chiefs fan and my husband's a New York Jets fan. So it's really a competition of the worst. It's, I think the Jets are going to be worse, though. So I think we can say that. Chess will unquestionably be worse. I think that's, that's not even that's not enough for debate. But I, don't know. I mean, the Chiefs. I think they're gonna, they're definitely going to improve. I think it'd be hard to not improve. I think Andy Reid's a great addition. I love Andy Reid. You know, I mean, did you see that kid last year that put on the fake mustache and dressed up as Andy Reid for Halloween love in the that. stands? It was amazing. <laughs> it was yeah. like best Halloween. I kind of want to do it myself this year. I just want to be Andy <laughs> Reid for Halloween. It might happen. I might, I might post a picture. Of myself being Andy Reid for Halloween on the website. So check it out. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> but I think they're going to be better. And, you know, I'm super excited for them that Alex Smith is going to be there. We all know my feelings on, you know, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I just kind of have to dislike him by default because of the treatment of Alex Smith, which I shouldn't. I should get over it. Kaepernick had a good game. But Alex Smith was killing it. Gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Loses his starting job. I mean, he hadn't done anything wrong to lose his job. And so I just didn't really appreciate the treatment. And more than anything... He'd been in such a tumultuous situation for the last few years with the whole Peyton Manning possibly coming to the Niners and all sorts of, you know, he, he just never felt confident in his starting job. And so I think 
he may really have a bounce back year this year because he's clearly the guy in Kansas City. There's, that's also not even remotely a question there. And I think he's gonna, he's really gonna shine. With that said, I still hope they fail because they're in my Broncos division, but they're gonna do better than last year. <laughs> I'll tell I'm you, who's definitely a starter this season is Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I really do. I love Aaron Rodgers, but. You know, I mean, can anybody tell me who his backup is? Anyone? No. Anyone? No. Yeah, I mean, no. we barely knew who Matt Flynn was until he had that killer game. And now he's gone. And, uh, yeah, in case you guys and are wondering. he's making dollar, dollar bills. Dollar bills. May or may not be Based a starter. Who knows? Game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more, more money, more problems. <laughs> Would be. Um, but this guy, Graham, yeah. This is the one time you'll hear his name in, like, five years. Graham Harrell. Uh, he's the backup quarterback. And he is thrown a whopping, wait for it, wait for it, four passes in his entire NFL career. Four. Is he handsome? Can we compare to Aaron Rodgers? Let's be serious. If you have not seen Aaron Rodgers photobombing, by the way, you need to immediately Google that. Because you, your <laughs> love for Aaron Rodgers, uh, it will, like, quadruple. But, you know, I think... Do they have a backup plan? What happens if he actually goes out? Like, what happens? You drop Jordy Nelson and Cobb, <laughs> and and you find a different team to you know jump on the bandwagon. That's my suggestion. <laughs> you trade it to some idiot who's like, Calvin Johnson had a bad game. Great. Do you want Jordy Nelson now that Aaron Rodgers is gone? Peace. <laughs> you find that person in your team. Um, I would say, A, I, first of all, I need to just bring up the daily breaking news. I think it is ridiculous that people are asking him to pay this guy on Twitter a year's salary because he said, I'd bet my life on Ryan Braun being not guilty on Twitter, or I'd bet my next year's salary on Ryan Braun being clean on Twitter two years ago when he was exonerated, when he was actually, like, not exonerated, but proven not guilty based off of things. And now people literally think they should pay, that he should pay this random guy on Twitter his year salary. A, that was, that's crazy. B, why would he ever think Ryan Braun was not guilty of that? Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Listen, he learned a nice lesson, which is keep your mouth shut on Twitter. Don't make these, like, but he said, I would bet. He's not said, I am betting my... But yeah, people are I literally would. calling him out on it. And they're saying, you gotta, you got to put up. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Uh, but that's how much I care about his backup QB. I have nothing to say. If he, if he has a backup QB, you don't pick them up. And they're just going to try to make do. Um, I but this guy, say, four passes. He'll probably get traded to the Buffalo Bills next year and be a starter just because he's backing up Aaron Rodgers just by default. Seems to be the gig. <laughs> Will it be EJ Manuel, Kevin Cobb, or the backup to the Packers? <laughs> I will say, you know, Greg Jennings. So we were talking about how Greg Jennings is on a tour of I Love Minnesota, which is just bizarre. But what he did say is he loves the liberty that he's getting in Minnesota. And he was quoted actually as saying, okay, I can do my thing. You know, when you need to, you know, you, you know what you need to do and you get it done. Whereas in Green Bay, everything was more cookie cutter it's just different 
in a good way. I'm not knocking the way, what we did there because obviously it was successful, but here no one's walking on eggshells. So I think maybe this means that there's a structure in place that even if there's a backup, maybe it won't be as bad as we think, even if it's a no one. That's right. I agree. I have to tell you, I am not on the Aaron Rodgers is really good looking. You shut your whorish mouth. I know. You shut it. I can't even decide if I really find Jordy Nelson attractive or not. You've been been "Mm." married too long. So I started Googling uh, all the players on the Green Bay Packers. And I just... I don't know. They're not one of my favorite teams anymore. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, Greg Jennings left, and he's a beautiful man. So <laughs> they did take a slight hit there. But Talking about good-looking men, RG3. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you don't think Aaron Rodgers is attractive, but RG3 is, like, knocking your pants off? Come on. I just kidding. I just kidding. I just thought it was a good transition to the Washington Sweet message. kid, but come on. Great uh, I'm not even going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about Alfred Walt Morris. But <laughs> Who is cute? Who is cute? He's Who cute. Who is cute? Yes, yeah. he is cute. I mean, do, is he going to be one of the top running backs this year. Yes. You know, he's a Shanahan <laughs> running back, and uh, Shanahan likes his running backs. Now, last year, if I can remember correctly, the Washington Redskins was like a do-not-play running back because RG3 there were so many so of them, and yeah. RG3 ran so much, and God only knew who was going to get the ball at the goal line. They would bring in a guy who never played running back, and all of a sudden he's running in for a touchdown. I was, it was very frustrating. But this year, I feel like the confidence is in Alfred Morris. I think he's – last year, he had 335 carries for um, 1,613 yards and 13 touchdowns, which is awesome for splitting the time a lot with a couple other guys. So I think and this a rookie. Year, and a rookie, yeah. And a rookie, exactly. I think this year he's just going to – he's going to tear it up for the Washington Redskins. I feel good about this kid. You know, A, Alfred Morris is one of these really sweet individuals that you hear just how much his teammates love him. He's just this wonderful guy. And I think, A, that goes a really long way in the NFL. I really do. I think some of these problem athletes, you know, some of them are, you know, great at their position, but it causes friction on teams. And I like the fact that the Redskins are in a good position right now with RG3, who's just like, if you have not seen his rap video he did with his wife, like the day after they got married, again, check that video out. It's so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's like, they're totally sober in their kitchen rapping. It's and with his, I'm, I'm seeing one of her friends or maybe her sister. I don't know, but it's adorable. It's like everything about the Redskins is like PG 13. And I appreciate that. Except it's, for you, you know, heard he's been texting. He texted some Hooters girl the night of his wedding, right? What? I did not. Who doesn't text a Hooters girl at the yeah. <laughs> the night of his they wedding? They have delicious wings. Maybe he was hungry. <laughs> Actually, their wings are fantastic. They are fantastic. But One cup fits all. Alfred <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morris, I think he's going to have a great, great sophomore season. I think him, you know, along with Doug Martin, are people that you are going to want to be looking at, certainly. I would say um, I was cranky when I saw this question because I was like, you know what? Actually, Alfred Morris is the next AP. He really is the next Adrian Peterson because Adrian Peterson also doesn't catch. Listen, they don't receive. It's fine. But uh, to be honest with you, Alfred Morris had the second most uh, rushing yards and the second most rushing TDs last year, and he was a rookie. And I am not usually a rookie person, and I was into it. I I don't love his three fumbles, 
And once again, he has no receiving skills. But other than that, I think he's fantastic. And once again, he and Doug Martin were robbed from being actual contenders for Rookie of the Year. And I'm so glad Adrian Peterson got MVP because we need to start looking at other positions and quarterback for these kind of MVP, Rookie of the Year type positions. It's not fair. These two guys were balling. And they're going to ball next year. And I borderline... I mean, I, I'm going to take Adrian Peterson first, but I would borderline take both of them, and this is a bold statement, before anyone else. Even though we don't have them, like, ranked that way, but emotionally, that's kind of where I am with these two guys. Emotionally? Emotionally. Emotionally. <laughs> They're my top two picks. Yeah, I love them. And Ridiculous. And this is why women are so good at fantasy, <laughs> yeah. because we go... We'll do not emotions. bring emotions into your draft, ladies. <laughs> Don't Actually, do it. Check do. them at the door. But do. Check them do. at the door. I disagree. Do if they make sense. Because these are statistical emotions. I want to point that out. And this is actually a great segue into what I'm talking about with Victor Cruz. So my team is the New York Giants. I want in training camp for Victor Cruz to just come back and everyone to just stop talking. I, my question is, how are you, Victor Cruz? Because he's awesome. I am done with this Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nicks, New York Giants bashing fest. I'm done with it. Listen, he's great. Last year was a down year for him, and he still had 1,092 yards. He's 15th amongst wide receivers, 10 touchdowns, 6th amongst wide receivers, 13th overall as a wide receiver for fantasy points. Draft him without reservation. You have to play three wide receivers per team, okay? He's in your top 13, and the year before that, he was number seven. Listen, he's fantastic. Everyone just needs to calm down. And that's an emotional thing as well, because I am emotionally connected to statistics. He is your guy. And Hakeem Nix was hurt last year, so his stats stunk. But before that, he was in the top 10 for two years. Calm down. Trust your stats. Let it go and say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to, like, so-called expert number 45 who says, oh, well, I don't know. Victor Cruz wasn't there at the mini, mini, mini camp in whatever month. I mean, who cares? He didn't do his I, three reps on the bench press? Yes. How it's, dare it's he? That crazy. It's gotten that crazy with Victor Cruz. I think people just want to bash the Giants because they win. Agreed. You know, and, I, and they're quiet, you know, for the most part. Um I love Victor Cruz. I think that uh, he's so much fun to watch. He's a fantasy guy that, you know, really doesn't tick you off when he does really well when you're playing against him because you're, you're just hoping he does well because he's such a good guy. Um, I, I, I'm with Brandon. You draft that guy. Uh, Hakeem Nix as well. You know, he's, he's great. And I love Victor Cruz's little celebration dance in the end zone. His salsa, um, spicy I'm sorry. salsa. Yes, I love on it. behalf of his grandmother, people, stop! I know, stop adorable, paying. adorable. Uh, yeah, you draft him. You, you'd be an idiot to pass up on Victor Cruz in a draft. You can, I mean, to me, the wide receivers with the Giants is kind of like the Falcons. You take any single one of them you can get. You take them because I mean. They are a beastly wide receiver core, and you take them, and they're consistent, and they play off each other. Sometimes you've got too many good players on a team, and they end up taking things away from each other, but that's not the case with the Giants. They just honestly are a solid, solid team. And again, let it go with Victor Cruz. Let it go. 
it's just probably NFL these days now where you're an awesome player and you want an extension, you want your contract to be bumped up a little bit early. It's part of the gig now. People get used to it. It is what it is. You take them. You take them. Do you take the Texans' defense, Ashley? <laughs> oh, the Texans. You know, the Texans like that relationship where I'm like, where did it go wrong? What happened? Why did we break up? You know, like, yeah. what, what is going on with the Texans here? Like, seriously, what is going wrong with them? I mean, they are a solid, solid team here. And, you know, they got the addition of Ed Reed this year to their defense, along with J.J. Watt, who's a beast. I mean, he is literally a, a beast. I mean, he did a 59.5-inch box jump. It's, he, it's crazy what this guy can do. <laughs> but, I mean, when you're looking at their stats, you know, in 2012... I mean, they're scoring, they were 8th, total yards are 7th in the NFL, 11th in passing yards, 8th in rushing. Offensively, they're a top team. Defensively, you know, 7th against scoring, total yards, 7th in the league, passing 16th, rushing 7th. I mean, again, they're doing pretty well here. So what exactly is going wrong with the Texans? Like, why can they not pull it together? I mean, I would say Shaw, but we all know it's because I hate him. But somebody else (laughs) who is not biased. I mean, what is it the Texans are doing wrong? They're not doing anything wrong. They just haven't had that Elway moment. That's what I'm calling it now. The, the backflip? The backflip back Elway moment? into the end zone at the age of, I don't know, 70. And he wanted it that bad. Elway is not a Russian quarterback. In the first Super Bowl that he ever won, he had to do that crazy run slash backflip into the end zone. And they just haven't captured that energy yet that drive, that ambition to win the big game. And I do have to say to all of you uh, listening, Ashley wrote out literally every stat of how awesome Houston is over like years. (laughs) And it's only to rub in the fact that she actually got to cover the best teams. And I have to call her out (laughs) on it because she totally does. And I hate them. I, she hates them, but they all have those fantasy true. people. I, I love Gary Kubiak. Love him. Really? Old offensive coordinator from the Broncos going to head coach. So, yeah, I love Kubiak. I love him. Good looking man. Nice, sweet. Andre Johnson. Love him. It's no. Shab. Shab is that like thorn in my fucking side why I hate the Texans. Remember when Andre Johnson went after what's his name? That terrible Tennessee guy? Oh, knocked him out. The guy. Oh, what is his name? Another day, ladies. Another day. I'm not to look that yeah, up because seriously. I can't stand him. <laughs> I, I love Houston. I really like Houston. I think that they're going to do really well this year. I agree with Brandon. They just need a little bit more energy throughout the game um, to really stay consistent and win. You know, they have the talent. I mean, I, they, have, they have one of the easiest schedules this year, too, so I think that that's really going to help them hopefully um, pull it out at the end. You know, um, but we'll see. I mean, I think, I think they're going to do well. I also think the 49ers are going to do well again this year. Not uh. a 49ers fan. I'm with Ashley Kaepernick. Uh, um, which is my question. Do we think Kaepernick is getting too much fame? Maybe not great fame to keep his head in the game about football. I mean, he's all over Twitter with his shoes, with his hats, <laughs> with, with, you know, this and that. I mean, and you don't really see him playing football. So I'm just wondering, 
can he keep it together for his full season as the quarterback for the 49ers? Uh, you know, I think people forget that Kaepernick was not a rookie last year. It wasn't like he just came out of nowhere. I mean, he's been in the NFL for a few years now. So this was not his rookie season here, you know, and he didn't actually perform that well in the few games he had played previous to that. I mean, I'm not going to discredit the fact that he came out and had a killer end of the year there. Obviously, the Niners were a team to beat. Um, but, you know, you know, according to Courtney here, that, you know, Kaepernick went to Crabtree 40% of his routes. The only person more than that was Cutler or Marshall at 44.2. And with, you know, Crabtree kind of hurt, that's something you've really got to think about when you're looking at Kaepernick and the Niners in general here. Because if that is his go-to guy and Cap, Crab, I said Crabtree, that's how much I love the Niners. Crabtree <laughs> is out. <laughs> the Crabtree over there. Um, you got to think about that. Like, really, I mean, I, I'm not bashing on Kaepernick as a bash on him, but I think that, you know, be a little leery. Be a little, again, you got a, a running kind of guy. You've got kind of an offense in flux. Just... Watch out. Watch out. I don't have a whole lot to say about Kaepernick other than I don't understand why everyone's all about lowering Tom Brady as a fantasy QB in the rankings, but no one's lowering Kaepernick. There's been very little talk about the fact that he's lost Crabtree, but all anyone's talking about is how Brady doesn't have weapons. If anyone's proven that they're okay without weapons, it's Brady. It's Brady. Brady. Yeah. So I don't even understand. Well, that's because Brady can throw that. to himself, remember? Yeah. You know what? Giselle's going to actually jump out on that field and she is going to just kick some ass. Uh, so anyway, I am next and I am covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, which by the way, is so interesting. They're like the best team that no one talks about. And always have been. No one always talks about them. It's amazing. They did miss the playoffs last year, which was an anomaly, but it happened. Uh, and this year, they're, they're really redoing their running game. So LaVon Bell is their kind of up-and-comer running back. So I'd like to see him on the field. So my thing is, what does he look like on the field? Is he really the starter? You know, he's six foot two, 230, po- 230 pounds. People are comparing him to Jerome Bettis, which, you know... Big shoes to fill there, buddy. But, uh, you know, why not? Supposedly he's got great hands. Maybe they'll pass to him. You know, people think he's the best bet for a rookie for production this year. Um, Born in Ohio. Went to Michigan State. Three cheers for the Midwest. Woot, woot. And other than that, who knows? That's my whole point. I have no idea. Um, I have him at uh, number 24 as a running back, so he's kind of like a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. Um, But, you know, once again, people are going to be thinking about Alfred Morris and Doug Martin, and I just, I don't think that we're going to necessarily see that kind of production. But with all these running back by committees, it seems like the Steelers are still committed to pretty much a single back if they can. So he might be a good option. So I kind of, I'm torn. How do you guys feel about him? Like, where would you draft him? I think, you know, I think he's one of those sleepers. I I don't think he's going to be drafted really high. Um, But I say mid-season, he's in the top 15 running backs. I think you should draft him. I think you should play him second. You know, flex for sure. Um, I'm into him. You know, I'm... I'm a Pittsburgh fan, and I, you know, I hope they do really well this year. I think they picked up an offensive line guy, so hopefully that will protect Ben and Bell and to having a successful season. I'm leery. I, you know, again, I think maybe I got stunned by the Steelers a bit, but w- especially with their running backs, they seem to get injured a lot. And 
I don't know what the deal with that is. I mean, I feel like a lot of running back committee situation going on, on with the Steelers. I mean, there was a whole point there when Redmond's getting rotated and Dwyer's getting rotated. And, I mean, you really weren't quite sure who was actually going to get the start there in Pittsburgh. I mean, I think he's got a little better shot than most. But he certainly wouldn't be one of my top pick guys. I think if you take him in the late rounds, he could be a steal. But he's not someone that you'd go for immediately just for the fact that I think they could fall, again, into some sort of running back by committee situation. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Pittsburgh should be fun. <laughs> I hope I hope they do well. I'm I like I like Ben. Uh, what about Ashley? Who we got next? Trent Richardson, Brandon Whedon, anybody? anybody? Browns? Anyone? Does anyone care? Browns? <laughs> <laughs> it's our wash team. Uh, We're just gonna go past you know, this. It's like the Jags. <laughs> we have to talk about them. People happy, like the two fans out there. But you know. Um, <laughs> I guess I, my question is, who do you guys think, if you even care, who's going to have the better slash most improved sophomore season between Trent Richardson and Brandon Whedon? I mean, keep in mind, North Turner, Phillips' buddy, has mm-hmm. joined the organization, so he is part of that team now. You know, Whedon had 14 touchdowns, you know, 3,385 yards, 57.4% completion rate. You know, not bad, ranked 26 in the lead, not great. And Richardson, you know, had knee surgery in August. You know, he had broken ribs in week six. I mean, the guy was beat up last year, you know, and still did fairly well. I mean, he had 950 yards, 11 touchdowns, only three fumbles. Pretty good for a rookie. So, I mean, my vote would be probably Trent Richardson's going to have a better year. But I feel like Brandon Whedon doesn't really get much love, and maybe he deserves a little bit more love than people are willing to give him. Whedon is adorable. Um, he is my <laughs> Prince Harry of the NFL. Um, he's just so cute, and I just want to pick him up and put him in my back pocket. Um, but my vote's for Richardson. I just think that... <laughs> I love I him, think, but no. I love him, but no. Um, I think that the coaches have more confidence in Richardson. I'm not sure they're really on the bandwagon with Whedon. I think that... Uh, I think Turner's going to like Richardson a little bit more, so... That's where my vote is. How do you think Prince Harry feels about now having a Prince George that's in his way? <laughs> he's partying. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. he's like he's good. Part of the cameras off he's of like, me I don't so I can take off my shirt. Yeah, yeah right? he doesn't care. Prince More George. time to get naked in Vegas. He's Georgie I was hoping for Albert because I wanted a Prince Bert. Just me. Um, that's how much I care about this. No, I am saying, listen, I'm drafting Richardson and I'm not drafting Whedon. And I think that's kind of the point here. However, I actually think Whedon's going to maybe have a better uh, or be more improved because I don't know if Richardson's actually going to have better numbers than last year. He had pretty good numbers last year, so I I feel confident if I got those same numbers again. Um, But I actually think Whedon gets a bad rap. I think think he's... um, I agree. I think I, he's actually better than what people say. He's just not going to be that much better on my fantasy team. It will be on someone else's, and I will take that chance because gotta, he is too risky. I got to ask, Bren, Whedon or Tannehill? Tannehill. Ooh. Man, <laughs> I want you to drop Tannehill, and I want you to play him for at least yeah, three games better. this season. Put no. your money where your mouth is on Tannehill. Yeah, this is not an seriously. Aaron Rodgers betting my year salary. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying I'm thinking Tannehill people you heard it here first you hear it well, there you go there you go I hope that doesn't make you not listen to our show anymore <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
thanks for turning into her fantasy football, you guys, with our teaser on the second half of our teams for training camp. Next week, we'll be doing our premiere. Ooh, super excited. We're going to do lots of fun things to show you how to get ready for your fantasy football year. Don't worry if you have never played fantasy football before. After listening to our show, you will be ready to kick some fantasy butt, I promise. As always, you can check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com for more info, including our rankings. And make sure to harass us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We like a challenge. Until next week, no more faking it. 